recording. Hey, John, did you know you have a honey uncle? Uh, I don't have a honey uncle, but I think uh, the guys back in the early 1900s had a honey uncle. Well, we're all family, so that makes uh, we have a honey uncle, too. That's true, actually. That's true. <laughs> so uh, this is probably one of my favorite podcasts we've done. Absolutely. I mean, no disrespect to any of the other ones, but wow. Welcome to the Behind the Bars podcast, where we discuss all things motorcycles, memories, and mayhem. Oh, this is awesome. Sponsored by Wilkins Harley-Davidson. Let's get this thing started. Here's John and Mark. Bill, super excited to have you. We, uh, I'll tell you right now, we were nervous, or I know I was nervous about taking this call, so... Um, welcome. We're excited to have you. Welcome, Bill. Well, thanks, you guys. I, I appreciate the call, and I, I'm really excited about the conversation myself. So thank you. Now, Bill, um, you're the great-grandson. Tell us, you know, a little bit about, um, you know, your history, just in kind of a brief a brief um, uh, time here. I know you joined the motor company officially in 1984. Um, what have you been doing since 1984? So the history and brief don't go together, <laughs> um, and here's here's why. There's a couple of reasons. One, as you guys know, I'm a family member. My great grandfather was one of the founders of our great company and our great brand, um, and it was my great grandfather and two brothers, Arthur Arthur and Walter Davidson. Um, which are my great great uncles. So there's three Davidson brothers, all relations to me. Um, I am actually fourth generation with the company. Uh, my grandfather was president of the company from 1942 to roughly 1972. I knew my grandfather very well. He was a, a real inspiration and mentor to me. Um, Willie, my father, um, joined the company in 1963 and somewhat retired, and I have to emphasize somewhat because <laughs> he's really not retired. Well, um, I was going to say, Bill, because uh, I, I just saw him just saw him at the museum, so he, he definitely he definitely still a pretty active guy. Yeah, yeah, so it, it's really great. Um, so he's still active, and I joined the company, as you said, in 84, and, um, you know, every day with this great brand with this great company and with the many many people I meet uh, on the road at dealer shows uh, all over the world it's, it's been a dream come true for me and I um, I am currently a vice president of the Harley Davidson Museum overseeing our rich history and and um, the legends that have been created over 115 years which we're celebrating that significant anniversary this year. Well, in speaking about the 115th anniversary, Bill, what would be, what is what is something, and I know that their motor company has a lot of different things planned, but out of their, out of their um, announced agenda uh, for that, for that uh, time period, what, 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 what are you most excited about? Well, I, I love seeing all the people riding to Milwaukee. Um, I think the people, it's a pilgrimage. It's, it's what this, this sport is all about, you know, throwing your leg over great motorcycles and 
seeing our great country from the sea of the Harley, I, I, it's sometimes hard to put into words what that feeling is like, and it's an awesome experience, and the people you meet, the stories you'll gather, and the memories you'll have for a lifetime are, are incredible. And, you know, once you get to Milwaukee, obviously, it's our incredible museum, um, I invite everybody to come and see the museum. It's just, it's spectacular. Um, and then there's a lot of activities that we're focusing on this year, and I'm really excited about it. Kind of getting back to the moto culture aspect of the brand. Um, a lot of racing activities we've got. For the first time, we're going to actually be racing some vintage bikes on Bradford Beach, which is a beach right off of Lake Michigan. So they'll actually be setting up an oval track in the sand for these vintage bikes to race on, kind of like the good old days. Um, and drag racing, and we're doing a flat-out Friday, which is an indoor short track where they put down Dr. Pepper syrup on the cement floor, and these guys go at it, and it's just it's spectacular. So, yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to be leading with my sister Karen who's a director in our motor clothes division, we're going to be leading the route out of San Diego and right back to Milwaukee, stopping along the route at various dealerships and uh, just having a good old time. So, Bill, as you uh, describe the history of Harley-Davidson and the three brothers and Harley, I, I'm scratching my head over here. I'm wondering why the company wasn't called Davidson Harley. <laughs> I love that. Um, you know, it's folklore. And we think, um, since Bill Harley was the engineer behind Circle Number One, that they agreed that he should have primary placement. Um, so it was a family member that actually wrote on the wood door of the 10 by 15 wooden <laughs> shed that they started in, uh, Harley hyphen Davidson Motor Co. period. That's very, very cool. The, 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 uh, just to tie in with the, the museum and in your, um, you know, recollection of the history, but um, also your, your, uh, your time at the museum and learning all these different stories, Bill. What's something that, you know, what's a story that, that comes from the, that's maybe at the museum or that you've learned that no one seems to know about that's just, you know, that you just think is an incredible story that's got to be told? Oh, boy, there's so many of them. <laughs> and, and I will have to tell you, you know, I, I, as a family member uh, prior to joining the museum, I, I thought I knew uh, the histories and the stories fairly well. Um, I can tell you now that I've been at the museum for about eight years, um, there are so many things that I was unaware of and wasn't familiar with, and it's been an absolute thrill to learn uh, more thoroughly the history and some of these stories. And, you know, one story that is, is pretty cool, uh, way, way back in the very beginning, um, the founders were struggling a little bit. They didn't have much. They were going on their wisdom, their knowledge, their brilliance, uh, help from other people like Ali Evanrude from Evanrude Outboard Motors helped them with a carburetor design. Um, a 
lot of people from the brewery industry because Milwaukee was um, a, a melting pot of different breweries back then. And there was a lot of uh, engineering know-how in that industry. So they were sharing a lot of different ideas and really doing whatever they could to make a go of it. And at one point in time, uh, they ran out of money. And this was 1904, so a year after they wow. had built the very first serial number one. And they had an uncle in Madison, Wisconsin, who was a beekeeper. He produced honey. <laughs> and they called him and said, hey, <laughs> we need your help. And he sent them a check or a loan, if you will, for $170, which back then was a lot of money. And it was able to keep them moving forward so they didn't have to shut down their operations. And that check, we actually, my father, Willie, had that, which was hand down, handed down from my great-grandfather to my grandfather to Willie. And Willie just donated that check to the museum, and we now have it on display in the serial number one room where serial number one is on display and some of the very early photos of memorabilia from that time period. So it's a pretty interesting story that a lot of people aren't aware of because when you think of our history, there's a lot of different ingredients, a lot of different chapters where you say to yourself, wow, what if that didn't happen? What yeah. would they have done? What would have become of Harley Davidson? And that and, and, I, and the beekeeper was was whose uncle? It was uh, it was an uncle of the Davidson family. I see. So okay. It was in the Davidson family. Yeah. Um, and I I I don't know the exact lineage um, to that person, but definitely a relative and and more than willing to help and. He really kind of helped keep them afloat back in 1904. <laughs> well, well, Bill, I, I'm a big fan of Honey, uh, but now I'm even a bigger fan. I had no idea it played <laughs> such a role. I, I, I'm curious, Bill, if you'd be willing to share with us a little insight into somebody who's become such a legendary character in Harley-Davidson, of course, your father, Willie G. I'm curious about a couple things. What was it like growing up in as a young, a young child in, in Willie G.'s household and my second part of that question is some of the uh, iconic graphics that we enjoy today uh, are, are from uh, you know, our brainchilds of Willie's. And I'm, I'm curious if you can talk about his artistic inspiration and where, where some of that came from. Absolutely. So number one, I have the utmost respect for my father. Um, he has been a huge inspiration, mentor, uh, brother, uh, father, dad, uh, figure in my, my life. Um, you know, I'm very lucky uh, as I talk to different groups around the world about the history, I, I often, in a very proud way, talk about my mom and dad. And the one thing I always tell them is that, you know, Willie was a leader, he's a legend, he's an artist, he's a designer, and I'm very lucky because I get to add one more word to that list, and it's dad. And 
that that is a if you can imagine that's a really valuable ingredient for me um, being his son yes um, Willie is he's a genius he he's able to visualize things and create designs around what he visualizes um, it's it's amazing um, you know there's a a story I have of going back a couple of years, uh, that 1977 uh, XLCR, which was the Sportster-based cafe racer. Yep. Um, I was in the high school at that time, and, and uh, Dad and I were sitting on the couch. We were watching TV, and he grabbed a sheet of paper and a pen, and he said, hey, I'm thinking about doing a bike like this. And he designed, he explained that bike in such detail that I could visualize it. You know, he said, it's going to be all black. I want to do an elongated XR750 tank with a kind of a XR750 rear fender. I want to put a, a bar and shield on the tank. And that's the first motorcycle that we put the bar and shield on. Um, and I want to have a, like a two-into-one or two-into-two exhaust. And he went on and on and, and was kind of sketching this bike. And it was about three years later, I saw that motorcycle <laughs> in real life and kind of blew me away. And what's really neat is when I graduated from high school, uh, my parents gave that one of those motorcycles to me as a gift then when my brother graduated, he got one as a gift. Um, my dad has serial number one of that motorcycle. And my sister, um, I don't know why, but she never got one as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> he, <laughs> he went out and found a beautiful, uh, almost perfect condition XLCR. So the entire family has one of those, and I've been threatening with my brother and sister, I said, you know what? We've got to get together for a bike night at the museum with our CRs and ride together and go to the museum, and I think we'd turn a few heads. That, that is an awesome story. Yeah, great story, Bill. The, you know, Bill, one, one of the other things I was always um, I'm interested in hearing, aside from contemporary engines, and I say contemporary, meaning, you know, in the past 20 years, let's say, what would you what would you say is your favorite engine out of all all the engines that have been manufactured you know it's 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 a great question and i have respect for the lineage that this company has with our air-cooled v-twins um the, the Milwaukee 8 engine is an unbelievable motor. I mean, it, it, it delivers, it responds, it's the quality, the dependability. I mean, it, it's, I regard it as the most sophisticated air-cooled V-twin in the world. And what, what's so interesting about our engines is when you look at them, they're fairly simple. Right? There's two cylinders, 
used to be carburetor, now it's electronic fuel injection. And it's fairly simple when you when you look at them. But underneath that look is very sophisticated technology which allows us to create that simple look. And I that is one thing that is so powerful about a Harley Davidson. And and you guys you guys live this every day like me, and I think you can relate. You know, when you're going down the highway and you've got this heartbeat underneath you, it's very soothing. It kind of gives you a, a wow feeling. And I tell people when I get off my bike at home or wherever I'm going and I park, put the kickstand down, get off the bike, nine times out of ten, I always look back at that motorcycle. I walk 10 feet away and I turn around and I look at it in awe at what it just delivered to me from an experiential, feeling, emotional characteristic. And I, it's, it's, it's incredible. You know, and that's the thing when we, in product development, and that part of my career with the company, I spent 15 years in product planning. Uh, from a marketing perspective. So I was working very closely with styling and engineering. And I can tell you that the amount of effort that goes into our products to make sure that we are hitting on what customers are looking for and what they want to feel and ride height and everything, throttle response. And it, it's, we put a lot of effort into that. And, um, you know, our, Acoustics lab out at our product development center is one of the best acoustics lab in the world to ensure that we're creating sounds that are pleasing to our customers, and it's it's pretty incredible. So, you know, I, I'm I know I'm probably not giving you a very <laughs> specific answer on on what you had asked me, but I just wanted to share some of those thoughts around the the emotional connection to our powertrains and how really special they are. And I'll tell you, this last one, the Milwaukee 8, is spectacular. I just finished a 2017 uh, Road Glide, my personal, one of my personal bikes, and I rode that bike all over last summer, and I, I, I just I couldn't believe what the engineering team, styling, and manufacturing have created there. It's just it's spectacular. And I'm a brand-new owner. I'm very proud of this, of a 115th anniversary fat boy. And I'm going to part that right next to my original fat boy, which is a 1990 fat boy that I have in my garage. That's cool. That's cool. 115th anniversary fat boy is the one I'm going to be riding from San Diego back to Milwaukee. You are? Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 And I would agree with everything you said, and I will also... Um, say what's interesting about your statement and I think um, anybody that listens to you in interviews or anything anytime you speak to dealers or, or, or customers riders you hit on things that um, that uh, sink in and when you stated that you ride your bike and you get off of it and you uh, t- you know just take a little look back at it that's something that I have been doing for I think my whole life I just never realized that I do it and I I, I the other day 
um, did that very same thing in the garage and just kind of admired it and then yeah. went back in the house. But we often talk, talk about the, the disconnect, you know, here at, at the dealership is the disconnect that every single time I ride my motorcycle, and Mark and I talk about this, but it's, it's literally, I ride that motorcycle and I ask myself, why do I not do this more? I just don't understand why I don't make more time to ride my motorcycle. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. It, every time, it's a smile on your face, and it, it's amazing what the the therapy, right? I mean, it, you just any stress you have, it's out the window, and it's it's happy time. <laughs> Bill, I. Hey. Bill, I need to, uh, to have you settle an argument between John and I. We were discussing right. this before we called you. I will try you. my best, Mark. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to try to influence you in any direction here, but we were talking about all the celebrities who have sort of figured into Harley-Davidson and you know, perhaps influenced uh, the marketplace. And So I, I, I'm going to name a few, and I'm wondering who you feel is the uh, the most significant uh, of Do the me a favor, celebrities Mark, when yeah. you give them to yeah. to Bill <laughs> yeah. don't don't give them with any extra emphasis just oh, okay, just I'll... read them like a normal human being would would read them and let Bill decide well, I would never I would never try to influence his answer John but okay fair enough I'll, I'll take that so so here they are and we're curious what you what your thoughts are uh, so the first one is Arnold Schwarzenegger Peter Fonda Marlon Brando or Evil Knievel? Well, but let's just, before Bill jumps in here, we, we already talked about this. Not all of these were, were on Harley-Davidson motorcycles. Well, no, but they influenced the motor culture, the whole the whole motorcycling community, and I agree with that. So but, you planted some in there that we already know that Bill's not even going to select. Well, I don't know that. He may, fe oh. he may feel that Marlon Brando was a very significant figure. Let's just let him figure. decide. Oh. Just let him decide. Uh, Bill, what, all right, I love come on, this. I love this setup, and I, I love your banter back and forth. It's perfect. <laughs> um, so this is easy for me, actually. Um, my selection is Evil oh, Knievel. So oh. Evil Knievel, you, yes! There's a, there's a pretty amazing story behind that selection. So when, again, I was a child, and we were working with Evil, we were actually a, a, a corporate sponsor of Evil Knievel, Harley-Davidson and Evil, and we, my dad actually made arrangements um, to have Evil Knievel come to our home. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I remember I was out walking the dog and this wild looking car pulls into our driveway and I'll get this gentleman and his wife and he had a black cane and I immediately recognized him and it was Evil Knievel and I was like, oh my gosh, he just pulled into our driveway and he's going to come <laughs> in the house and oh my gosh, I'm going to be able to meet him and talk to him and oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. <laughs> so Evil was actually a, a lifelong friend. Um, we went down to Chicago to see him jump and that was one of the memories I have of my my family, my dad's brother, Uncle John, who was a past president of the company, my grandfather, who was a past president of the company, we were all together and went down to Chicago to watch Evil Jump. 
and thank goodness he made it. And afterwards, he invited us into his very famous Mack truck. Um, and I remember sitting in that Mack truck asking Evo all kinds of questions about what is it like? What does it feel like going through the air on an XR750? And it was pretty wild. And then my parents um, were invited by Evo to go watch him jump the Snake River Canyon in the Sky Cycle. And um, my mom always tells a really interesting story about that activity and, and how stressful it was because they had dinner with him the night before he was going to make this attempt and you know everybody was concerned and uh, then he went down into the canyon and scared everybody and they realized that he was going to be okay and just kind of banged up a little bit and they had dinner again that night (laughs) and my mom told the story to us about how she told evil never to do that again <laughs> well if if the sky 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 cycle had the milwaukee 80 would have made it <laughs> that's right he would have made it no problem <laughs> oh yeah evil's a good guy he he uh, like i said was a lifelong friend and i i actually had talked to evil just a couple of days before he passed and I will always remember him as a very special person. But he also did an amazing amount of fundraising for children. Um, and I, I was really respectful of his efforts to help children during his entire lifetime. He was always trying to help children. And um, a great guy, great guy. I appreciate you you uh, sharing that with us, Bill. That's That's a... That's really, really cool, and I know um, your family's done a lot for for children as well, so um, yes, thank you, know, you. recognize that, and I, I know uh, as, a, as, a, as a dealership, we've seen a lot of the different things over the years with MDA, and uh, those are always moving and very, very special to us as well, so we, we appreciate that. So oh, thank you, thank you. So I think we're, we're we, we, I mean, we, we are running out of time. We went really, really, I did not think it would go this quick. Uh, Bill, and I, I sincerely appreciate your time. Is there anything on your end that maybe you want to toss out that I think that's important for people to be hearing about? Um, you know, that you just want to make mention of that we didn't didn't ask about? Yeah, you know, I, I it's, it's words of thanks. Um, being a family member of this great company and being instrumental in what we do day to day, both here at the museum and, and I also am on the executive team in marketing. So I'm, I'm heavily involved with the company. Willie's been heavily involved. Karen's heavily involved. My grandfather, my uncle, um, my great-grandfather, who was a founder. I, I just want to say thanks to people that have Harley-Davidson in their heart. Um, especially to our dealer network, John, the work you guys put into helping this brand and and sharing this great brand, and Mark as well, sharing this great brand with our customers and and literally changing people's lives. Um, Fulfilling dreams, you know, it's, it's fantastic. And I, I want to say thanks to you, 
I want to say thanks to our customers that ride with us, and uh, I hope to see all of you guys on the road to Milwaukee or wherever. Uh, I'm an avid rider and, and absolutely love it and can never get enough of it. So thanks for being a part of this great lifestyle, this great experience, and participating in the sport with us. It's great. We appreciate it, Bill, very, very much. Sincerely, this has uh, uh, been, a, been a great conversation, and I wish it, it didn't go by so quick, and 30 minutes just flew by. So, Bill, it's an honor. Well, we, to... can, we can do it again. <laughs> Bill, it's an honor to talk to you. Thank you for taking the time. Thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Behind the Bars podcast, sponsored by Wilkins Harley-Davidson. Stay tuned for our next exciting podcast. Check out additional information on WilkinsHarley.com.